Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things soap and Red Devils. Join me in the show this week, as ever. We have Paul Weiss. All right, all right, Paul. Hey, Robbie. Okay, mate. You had a good week, mate. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, mate. To be honest with me, yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I went on a spa weekend to Newport, me. Beautiful. Massive. Yeah, and I saw your pictures. You bumped into uh, some rugby union people, didn't you? Some yeah. rugby union celebrities. Yeah, the Welsh rugby union team was staying nearby, so I. I did my sports own thing, trying to get interviews, and uh, it was good. It was uh, it was different. Obviously, rugby union being like a major sport in Wales, there was loads of people at the hotel. Uh, really good experience. They all came out, shook hands with everyone. It was uh, it was good, and they won, which was which is a good thing as well. So I believe you saw uh, rugby league legend uh, Sean Edwards there. Yeah, had a talk with him as well uh, about Salford, and you know he was asking what's going on, and said, well, you know it's, it's early doors, uh, Sean. Don't worry, you know we'll be we'll be up near the top, hopefully. Um, when it comes down to the back end of the season. So, uh, we've got lots going on this week's show. Uh, we're going to talk all about the defeat against Wigan. We've got all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils. We've got your amateur report, Paul. And then we're going to preview the game against Wakefield on Friday night. So what we're going to do, we'll start with the news and what's coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So, here's the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Big game against Wakefield on Friday night, away from home, Paul. Uh, tickets are available for adults and juniors. Hopefully a big game and a big win for us. Yeah, it's going to be a tough trip to, to Wakefield on, on Friday night. Don't forget it's an early kickoff as well. I believe it's a 7.35 kickoff rather than the usual 8 o'clock kickoff. So, tricky to get up there on a, on a Friday night but yeah I'm expecting a real tough game Wakefield had a good start against Hawkinson Rovers on, um, on last Friday their first game of the season I think they won 28 points to 6 if my memory serves me right so they've had a good win there I feel like they've got a good solid squad um, so yeah I'm expecting a really really tough evening there at Bellevue yeah it's £21 for adults uh, £5 for juniors and also if you're a junior season ticket holder you've got to swap your tickets at the AJ Bell Stadium to get your, your free ticket for the game it's great Obviously, opportunity for the young fans to, to get in to watch the game for free. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a good deal, that, the, the junior swaps. I think they used to have something like that years ago, didn't they? Um, I remember having a season ticket when I was sort of a teenager. And I'm, I'm sure you got... Oh, my, my sister might have done. I'm sure she got like you got stubs in the back, didn't you, for the away games. But you can't argue with that at all, Robin. Uh, it's an excellent uh, excellent deal, that. And if you can buy tickets from Salford as well, don't forget, it's a lot better for, for, for our club to buy the tickets from there because we get the percentage of the, of the gate money as well yeah and don't forget the club are also putting on travel uh, coach for £15 uh, pick off at Shanders Royal Sovereign Eccles Town Hall Dog and Partridge and the AJ Bell Stadium uh, you can look at the club's website uh, for the details of the, the pick up times for that um, hopefully a big following get down to, to Wakefield and pick up the win pal 
Yeah, certainly, like I said, it's going to be a tough game. Our record at Wakefield since they got to the Super League in 1999 is pretty dreadful, really. We've only won there three times out of about 20 games. So it's going to be a tough night. And like I said before, Wakefield have got some players to watch out for. It was, it was nice to see Tom Johnston, their young winger, come back on, on Friday. He got a man of the match award, scored a hat-trick there. So we need to watch out for him. We've got a back line full of pace as well. And a decent set of forwards with, with Justin Horrell coming in from Catalan Dragon. So we're going to get tested, you know, Wakefield. They're not one of the most fancied sides in, in the Super League. And if you probably ask a lot of people, where do you think Wakefield will finish? They probably won't say in the top four. But you know, I, I think they're a very solid side, aren't they? Real solid team, good at home as well. And we're going to have to be on our metal if we're going to get anything from there on Friday night. Yeah, and hopefully, like you said, a lot of people will go down uh, to Wakefield. They'll get the club get. Is it 25% of every ticket sold, Paul, uh, before kickoff time? If we buy it from the club, is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I know they get a good percentage of it if you to buy it from from the club. So you've still got a couple of days. It's only Tuesday as we're recording this. It's probably Wednesday when when the listeners are hearing it. So you've still got a day or two to to go and purchase your tickets for Friday night. So yeah, if you can do that, I encourage anybody to do that. Yeah. Uh, looking next bit of news: Levy and Zongi uh, signed a one-month loan at Whitehaven. Um, impressive debuts uh, for was it Oldham and Whitehaven scoring in both? He did, yeah, he had, a, he had a great game for Oldham and I think it was a pre-season friendly game he played for Oldham and then uh, a pre-season game for, for Whitehaven against Workington at the weekend and I believe he got man of the match as well in that game and I know they were all raving about him on, on Radio Cumbria, I had to listen to that on, on Sunday and, and they, they, were, they were they were saying how good he was and, and how well he played in that game and another try from him as well so, so that's excellent news and it, you know it's, it's good for him as well, you know he's building in confidence, he's getting game time under his belt and that can only benefit him going forward, you know, for, for us as, as a soccer player. Yeah, I suppose development, you know, he, he looks the part to me. He's, he's big and he's strong and obviously playing at Whitehaven is going to, you know, put him up against, you know, other big, strong individuals and he's going to only going to grow for that, isn't he? Yeah, he certainly is. Yeah, like we said before, he's only, I think he's 20. He was 20 a few weeks ago, I'm sure. So he's, he's got plenty of time left to, to develop, hasn't he? And, you know, as he said to us on, on the interview, he's already got a lot of experience playing in France as well and coming through... The, you know, playing in the academy at St. Helens, so he's played on some good coaches, and he'll be soaking all this up. You know, young players do, don't they? Like sponges and soak all the information up, and you know, he's got all the attributes as well to be a good player. He's got size, and you know, it looks like he's got a bit of pace as well, and a very powerful player. And I think he could be a real asset, a real asset for us if he's, as long as he's nurtured right, and they, they bring him on slowly and give him the experience. You know, he's difficult to throw a player a green player in it at Super League level every week so as long as he, he's trained right and uh, his attitude seems spot on I think he, he could be a real fine for us yeah yeah Lovins is super excited about him and hopefully you know for years to come he'll, he'll be a you know a stalwart of our pack uh, next bit of news Supporters Trust uh, have managed to crowdfund the sponsor uh, Josh Wood and Dan Murray uh, Paul that's great news for, for the Supporters Trust and the young lads yeah, certainly it's a good story that yeah they they've they raised that cash you, you know in a short space of time really that's been done and to sponsor two young lads there Josh Wood a lad who's come through our system and young Daniel Murray who came through to us from Warrington last year two really good lads who, who were making great strides in the first team and I know the supporters were very keen on, on on sponsoring two two of the younger guys if they could so that's that's brilliant absolutely brilliant news that and I know Dan Murray speaking to him last week he was really thrilled about that and. Uh, I'm sure Josh Wood as well. Yeah, over 500 people have joined the trust. That's you know massive figure, amazing stuff. Yeah, it certainly is. And Alan Grice was the 500th member, uh, which was really nice as well. Uh, I believe our, uh, Alan got his, his certificate on what am I what are we playing now? Friday, sorry, excuse me, Friday Friday night against Wigan. Alan got his certificate at half time. He was really pleased about that. 
Um, and yeah, I think that's great that there's a, there've been a few ex-players now, Keyfield, Mike Coombe and Paul Lighton have got certificates and been made honorary members. And I think the supporters trust have got more players lined up. And I think the more people that we get on the trust, the more ex-players we get on the trust, I think that makes it more more special. It really does. And it was lovely to see Alan. I met Alan a few weeks ago and we did a special podcast with him. He's a lovely man, season ticket holder at Salford. Really, really passionate about the Salford club. And uh, yeah, that, that was that was really nice to see that on Friday night. Yeah, talking about the supporters trust, supporters trust pin badges will be available shortly. Uh, they're looking at the Hulk ER game on the 23rd of February. It's nice, Paul, nice little red badge. Uh, with the supporters plus uh, crest on it um, you know for the members it's going to be great that yeah it's excellent I really like the supporters uh, trust crest it's quite a quite a retro badge really isn't it? quite a retro uh, crest and uh, we like our badges me and you don't we so yeah. that's one that can, we can add to our, our collection on our I have all mine on my parker so that's another one I can I can add on to there so I'm looking forward to that uh, for the whole car game I think they were they run about announcing a couple of perhaps collection days before then but as soon as they hear anything or we and you hear anything we, we can announce that on the podcast but as far as I know they'll be there for the whole car game definitely yeah looking at other news as well Salford Red Devils Foundation uh, they're running the England Talent Talent Pathway in 2018 it runs from February to October at the AJ Bell Stadium Paul you know obviously Attempting to get the youth, you know, involved in rugby and obviously hopefully challenging them into a professional rugby league club in the end. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It's, it's all it's all good news, isn't it? I mean, you, the the youth and, and getting kids involved in rugby league, it's it's what it's all about, Rob. And I must point back to to Friday night watching the the young foundation education academy team beat Wigan. It was an absolute thrill to to see that them progress on on Friday and. You know some of the youngsters there. Tom Farr, great performance from him. We spoke to him on the podcast, didn't we? In the in the close season, he was really excited, and he had a man of the match performance. And it's great to see these young lads doing really well. Because let's just hope we can we can get some of these training with the first team and get that pathway back at Salford because there's some really good lads in that side, and we don't want to lose them, do we? Now, so uh, so all, all this work working with the youth youth development, and especially getting involved with the universities as well. I think it's all really really positive stuff, and uh, I'm really excited by all that. So if you're obviously interested in that and you're in school, contact danny.barton at salfreddevils.net. Uh, you need your name, your date of birth, your school year, your email address and your telephone number for obviously you know communication purposes. Also, uh, the Salford uh, Coke Education Scheme is back up and running as well uh, with Ian Watson and Willie Poulton involved. That's obviously to help the, the coaches in the local area uh, you know, improve their skills, Paul, which is, which is also very good. Yeah, certainly. Isn't it? It's building links as well with the local area and the local community as well. And if they can learn off the likes of Ian Watson and, and Willie Poaching, that's going to be really good practice because we know what good coaches those two guys are. So yeah, all this this stuff that's happening at the moment is really really positive. It's really nice to see. It's heartwarming to see actually. It's really really exciting. Every day you hear of a sort of a good news story, and we've not been used to that, have we? In the last couple of seasons, it's all been doom and gloom on Twitter by certain people, and I think it's a breath of fresh air now. With, with the new board that's in and supporters trust I think there's good things happening and we're, we're slowly but surely turning our club back round and into a community club and into a club that everybody can get involved in Talk about uh, Breath of Fresh Air the, um, there's been a new feedback uh, kind of email uh, for people to sort of talk about the game day experience Paul uh, that's a good thing for me and obviously you know it allows the club to kind of improve the game day experience for everyone 
Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, as long as people are giving it the right sort of feedback, because you, you tend to get people moaning about all sorts of trivial things, don't we? I've seen a few things on Facebook recently, I won't say what, but stuff, stuff that doesn't really need feeding back. But I know people have been talking about the kickoff time, haven't they? We tried half past seven on, on Friday night. Some people thought, felt it was it should go back to eight o'clock. There's, there's an argument for all them things, and I'm sure the club um, and the, the board and Sports Trust, everybody needs to look at that, don't they, and, and come, up with the, come up with the best fit for everybody, really. But yeah. uh, if you get feedback off supporters, it's a good thing because the supporters are the lifeblood, aren't they? You know, you've got to cater for them and make sure they're having a good time when they come up to the game. So any feedback they can give you, I think you've got to take on board. Yeah, so obviously the feedback email address is feedback.salfordrlfcst at gmail.com. So obviously good feedback allows the club to, to grow and improve the match day experience. So hopefully you know we can build on that and it'll be great for everyone. Final bit of news, uh, Dr. Devil... Um, was at the Etihad uh, last week and won the unofficial Matt Scott race. Uh, Paul, did you see the? Did you see Doctor Devil's uh, race for glory? Uh, yeah, I did see a video of it on uh, Facebook. I think it was. He beat uh, was it St Helens mascot, Warrington's mascot, and Witnesses mascot. It was a few of the local sort of sides around the around this area, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, very good. It's spreading our names. I didn't really know how. A red devil would go down at the Manchester City Stadium, at the Etihad Stadium, really, in front of a load of blue supporters. I thought that was quite strange. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he did well, and he, and he won very good. He, he, won, he won by a country mile as well, Paul High. Good, Highland yeah. kicking all the way. Uh, so, well done to him uh, for, obviously, securing our first victory of uh, 2018. So, that's all the news coming out of Solve Red Devils this week. And what we'll do now, we'll talk about the defeat against Wigan uh, last Friday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. Hello and welcome to the AJ Bell Stadium for this Super League clash between Salford Red Devils and Wigan Warriors. First game of the 2018 season. It's going to be an absolute classic. It's Bibby with the drive forward for Salford and Salford are creeping close to that Wigan line. 20 metres out, it's O'Brien. Looking for runners, O'Brangers, oh, Rob Louie, Rob Louie's got runners, gives it a flat ball to Wellaraki, who's got 10 metres out for the Salford Devils. It's O'Brien, a little kick through the chases are there, picks up, and it's Wellam with a first try of 2018 for Salford Devils. Great score for Salford, lovely work by Gaz O'Brien, little kick through, and uh, Wellam, Johnny on the spot, scores for Salford, and Salford lead, four points to nil. And it's little John again little John steps inside and Salford will try again to get over this Wigan line it's Craig Copjack Copjack to Rob Lewis Lewis stretching for the ball but managed to pick the ball up Gaz O'Brien to Naya Levels and Evels scores Naya Levels goes over in the corner for the Salford Devils great try for Salford to finish tonight good try by Evels and with a kick to come, Salford trail, 10 points to 40. So, Salford Red Devils were defeated in the first game of 2018. They were defeated 40 points to 12 at home to Wigan Warriors on Friday night, Paul. Tough defeat, that. Yeah, it was, Robbie. It was a good start to the game, really. You know, scoring early on after three minutes with that Chris Wellham try. You know, I thought we held our own in that first half. It was only 10-6 going into the, to the break, and... The forwards had muscled up in the middle and, and we'd done a good job on Wigan. 
losing George uh, Griffin just before half time. I don't think it really affected anything that because he missed five minutes of the, the first half, five of the second half, and I think we just conceded, didn't we, just before he came back on, just the one try. But yeah, a good first half, and then we sort of capitulated a bit in the second. Yeah, obviously looking at the lineup, we've got Ebbles at fullback, Jake Bibby, Chris Wellen, Junior Sal, Greg Johnson, Rob Lewis, Gaz O'Brien, Lee Mossop, Josh Wood. Lamatazzi, Josh Jones, Wellerake and Tyrone McCarthy on the bench uh, for South was Luke Burgess, George Griffin, Jack Littlejohn and Craig Copjack. Um, Rob Louie and Gaz O'Brien at half-back and Littlejohn on the bench, Paul. Do you think that kind of works? Um, tough on that, Rob, really, to be honest with you. I thought there were stages in the game when they, they, they seemed to be getting in each other's way a bit and then we moved Gareth O'Brien to fall back and, and Niall Evans on the wing and Greg Johnson made where he came off. And then Jack Littlejohn went to hooker. And I thought Jack Littlejohn did okay at hooker. He tried a few things. You know, a few things were off the pace a bit. But there was a couple of times where he tried to offload the ball and there was nobody backing him up. And that wasn't Jack Littlejohn's fault. You know, you've got to be there and you, you know, you're you losing the game. You've got to chase things, haven't you? And I thought he worked hard. I thought he tried really hard. As did, as did Tyrone McCarthy. You know, I thought he put a good shift in as well. There's a few players that come out with a lot of credit, I thought, and then other players who perhaps didn't, you know, do the do the job that they should have done. But I still think that's a bit of a conundrum. The halfbacks, I, I know, I don't know whether Ian Watson's going to change things around this week. In my opinion, I think he, he might do. I think he might change things around this week and and, and put people in different places. I, I don't know whether he needs to or not, but I, I think he will do this week. Yeah, I'm, I think that Watson, Ian Watson, will. To sort of shuffle his pack because the Wakefield game is a, is a massive game and you know obviously we didn't we didn't kind of test Wigan enough I don't think in, in that in that game um, obviously Wigan put in a good show that you know they, they were professional and, and solid throughout but first home game of the season Paul I wanted a little bit more yeah I did I was very disappointed with the second half Let, let's not be um, what's the word I'm looking for let's not be too sort of upbeat about it and say oh yeah it was Wigan and that you know this is, you've got to win these sort of games haven't you if you want to do anything in the Super League and let's have it right it was first game of the season for Wigan as well they would have been a bit rusty and the way we sort of played in that second half Ian Watson was disappointed you know in the, in the press conference and, and in the interview as well we made too many mistakes we, we dropped a lot of ball as well um, we gave a lot of penalties away it was a bone dry night you know the completion rate was pretty poor um, you know, kicking game. I, I thought, like I said before, I, I thought up, up in the middle. I didn't think we got busted up the middle. It was out wide. As soon as that ball went out wide, Wigan was so clinical, especially on that left edge. Uh, with Leo Marshall and Oliver Gild out there, an absolute field day, didn't they? Every time that ball went wide, they, they was away. Um, and there was, they could have had more. They could have had more. Wigan could have had more tries. That Sean Main said that in his interview he, in the press conference, he was disappointed that they'd not scored more points because of the chances that they bombed. Um, so there's a lot for us to work on there definitely and like like we both said there I think we both agree on it we was poor for that sort of stage in the second half where we could put sort of four quick fire tries really 61, 56, 63, 67 so there's four tries there in about 11 minutes and you, you can see the tries like that you, you're not going to win any game here No I think obviously it's, it's big moments in games like that where you get momentum don't you and Obviously, Wigan had that in, in that 10-minute period and Salford just weren't able to kind of like manage that and, and stop that from happening. But Wigan are a top side, aren't they? They're going to, to Australia to, to take on the Australians and you know, that is why, because they're able to, to do that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they are a good side, but you know, last season they, they finished sixth. It was disappointing, weren't they? They weren't one of the top dogs last season. They've not really, really signed anybody this season. And when you look at the the way the scores went at the weekend, you've got St. Helens who battered Castleford, you've got Leeds who looked pretty good. Uh, Hull had a good win against Huddersfield as well. So you know, I suppose, especially at home, I think you'd have been forty points to twelve at Wigan. Yeah, you sort of accept that, dust yourselves off. But I think that was a disappointing result at home there, and I think the supporters were disappointed. I think they've got every right to be. You know, we matched him in that first half and then obviously for, for one reason or another, Ian Watson gave us some reasons, didn't he, after the game, you know, things didn't go right in the second half and maybe need to fix that up now and they need to fix that up quick because there's some tough games coming up if you look at the fixtures coming up. We've got Wakefield, Hulk Air, then we've got Castleford and St. Helens away. So both of those away from home back to back. So we've got some tough games coming up. Yeah, after the game, uh, we spoke to Luke Burgess, Lee Mossop and Knight Levels, the try scorer of the second try for Salford. Uh, and this is what the So I'm joined by Luke Burgess. Tough to feet that. Yeah, it was not. It's not how we wanted to start the season. Um, thought we we uh, we were well in that game in the first half, and then very very disappointed with our opponents in the second half. We just let it slip away, and you can't do that with Wigan. We turned over a lot of ball, um, and then the team like Wigan, they're going to take advantage of that, and they did. Obviously, you learn from defeats. Big game against Wakefield next week. Sure, you'll be fired up for that. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, we play against Wake next Friday, and then we're going to a, sort of a bye after that. So we've got to turn it around quickly, and we need need a better performance next week. Obviously, back in the Super League, actually, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is, and um, it's good to be back at Salford. I really enjoyed my time here in 2016, so I'm really enjoying being back here and enjoying playing in the Super League again. Cheers. Big thanks to Arturs and Devon Lee, sir. So I'm joined by Lee Mossop. Tough game, that Motley. Yeah, yeah, it was obviously. Um, we just got our backsides handed us. To be fair, um, if you look at the the score, it doesn't, it doesn't look the best, does it? But to be fair, for 40 minutes we felt like we competed, uh, but just towards the back end there, I think sort of rolled over, which isn't us at all. It's not what we've been building for for the last three months. And uh, yeah, obviously looking forward to the Wakefield game. Whole week of preparation, getting fired up for the game. Big game Saturday, looking for a big win. Of course it is, yeah. Um, season's too long and if you dwell on things too long you, you realise you're four weeks in and you've not got a win. So yeah, we've got a massive game this week. Like I say, we've got a lot of stuff to put right but we've also got a lot of positives from that game which uh, we'll build on, build the negatives and uh, hopefully we can turn it around this week. Cheers, big thanks to and Devon Lito. Thank you very much. So I'm joined by Naya Levels. Tough defeat now against a big Wigan side. Yeah, definitely. Um, that second half was unacceptable. Um, thought first half we competed pretty well. Um, it was a bit of an arm wrestle of a game, um, but that second half we just, you know, we just collapsed. And credit to Wigan, they really, they were pretty ruthless. So um, yeah, we've got a lot of things to fix up. Um, we'll have a tough week at, at training this week, but uh, we've got Friday against Wakey, an opportunity to put that right. So yeah. Came up with a good try though, second half finding the corner. Hey, it was just a diving corner. It was no, no special to be honest. Um, but yeah, um, we've got a big week of training, so we'll see how it goes. Obviously, you, you played on the wing, you played at fullback. So he's moving in, in between positions during the game. Is that kind of a difficult thing for you? Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm a fullback um, out and out. Um, just one of them things. We had a, had a John. I went off. I, I got told to go to wing. Really, it's it's not really where I want to play, but I'll play to do anything for the team. So it was just one of them. You, you get told where you play. So you play it. Looking forward to the Wakefield game. Obviously, hopefully, get back to winning ways. 
yeah, it's a massive game. Uh, I think it's a Sky game, is it? Um, so yeah, you know, it's a big opportunity for us to put a, a lot of wrongs that we we did um, right on Friday. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll you know we'll have review tomorrow. Um, we'll have weekend to so you know get your head right and you know have another big go again next week. Cheers, big thanks, talks us the demo leader. All three obviously disappointed with the result, Paul, but looking forward to bouncing back against Wakefield on Friday night. Yeah, certainly we've started, we've started seasons poor before. I don't mean we've lost we've lost opening games. Like, don't forget last season we were beaten quite comfortably at Wigan last year, twenty six sixteen. I know there's only a ten point difference, but we was put to the side in the first half, up at twenty six nil down and we, we came back in the second half and you know, the week after you know, we, we started building slowly and went on a bit of a run then, didn't we? So Ian said that on, on Friday night, you know, it's not all lost, it's just losing the first game. There's another twenty two games left before the season splits, but there's a few worrying signs there, isn't there? You know, Greg Johnson was poor on the wing, I thought, and not that I like singling players out, but we did look weak on the on the edges for me, and he didn't look as as pacey as Wigan. Wigan, Wigan seemed to have that explosive pace, didn't they, out wide to, to make breaks, and we looked a bit slow, so that that's something we're hopefully going uh, to eradicate and, and turn around. Yeah, it's something Ian Watson, and there's obviously coaching staff and the players going to have to work on this week, uh, and this is what Ian Watson had to say. Uh, yeah. I think seems a bit wound up over that. I mean, it was a tough night at the office, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought the first half we were great, we were outstanding. Um, just second half we kind of fell apart there, left edge kind of got the better of us, really, to be fair. You had a bit of disruption as well, didn't you, Mark Flanagan? Did you lose him today? Yeah, or did yeah five o'clock today. Right. <laughs> five o'clock today. Um, Logan was yesterday in captain's run. Right. Um, it's just one of them things. It, it creates opportunities for other guys, so it's nothing to kind of dwell on. We, we have other players out as well, um, but that, that's not for us to kind of dwell on that. It's more about the opportunity about what we do as a team we should have done better than what we did in that second half that second half Wigan seemed very clinical didn't they every, every yeah. pass seemed to stick did you think their pace was a bit too much for us at times or? no because we, we controlled kind of the speed of the game pretty well to be fair there was, what's it, there was there was certain opportunities we had in the first half we would have took them there was two down our right edge where if Niall kind of scored them or John o scores one of them it's a different kind of game what, what didn't help us we give a dumb penalty away just before half time by picking the leg up so we lose a man through Simbin we then concede while well, that's in there and then we kind of um, just didn't have the resilience to, to fight back in that period of time and we conceded quick four tries I think it was in about 15 minutes How were the lads feeling in the down yeah, no, the, the, the hurt because it's all what we spoke about this year but again we've had this every year so far where we've not started great but we, we don't want to have a kick, kick having kick up to backsides we've got to start well and make sure that we're resilient and we're good enough to make sure we're winning games at the beginning of the season as well as kind of the end of the season really rather than like last year I think was it three out of four three out of four we kind of lost at the beginning of the season then we won 13 out of 13 or something like that um, we don't want that we want to start being more consistent than that and really making sure that we're getting wins consistently on the board really and from early doors Did you find anything out tonight about your combinations because I know you had three, your three half-backs on there you had to move things around Look, Gareth O'Brien went to full-back Nia Levels went onto yeah. the wing have you I don't want you to tell me but have you worked things out in your head now for next week you're going to change things or? Yeah potentially potentially we have yeah. we, the things we've been looking at um, going through towards the season as well Jack's lacked kind of repetition in there with the attacks as well I'm sure some nice touches that he worked hard yeah. I thought he played 10 games at 9 for West Tigers last year as well so him playing 9 wasn't a problem I knew he could do it so it wasn't a big fuss for him he just went straight in I thought he worked hard for us I thought all the middles worked really hard to be fair and like I say for 50 minutes of the game we're well in the control we're in the game to be fair I don't but think it was a lack of effort tonight was it? it was no just a, a side better than us yeah, we're, we're, 
bad spell, like I say, where we conceded and we conceded them four tries in 50 minutes. And then we, didn't, we took too long to get our composure back. Um, we kind of felt, oh, we're beat now. Rather than fighting back, but then last 10 minutes we start fighting again. Game's already gone then, so it's making sure that we, we react a little bit quicker than what we do, to be fair. It's better making those mistakes this time of the season than the business end here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much for yeah, thanks very much for speaking to me tonight because I know it's a tough one after yeah. after a big defeat like that. But I wish you all the best next week and we'll bounce back against Wakefield, mate. Yeah, no problems, mate. Thanks, right, mate. Cheers, Paul. So that was Ian Watson after the game, Paul. And uh, obviously, you know, looking back at the game, he was disappointed. Yeah, he was. He was. He was disappointed in the press conference as well. He got some 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 questions to answer in that press conference, and he you know he always answered the questions really good. Ian, he was very honest with us after the game, and he was disappointed. You know, they prepared for that. They've done a, a good pre-season and. I don't think he was expecting that that result. I don't think any of us were, were really. We, I don't going into the game. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Now I didn't think we was going to win. I thought Wigan might just have a bit too much. Result. I wasn't expecting it. I thought it points to twelve defeat, so I came away a bit a bit disappointed from it. But like we were saying on Friday night, me and you had a chat, didn't we? There's there's, there's games to go at now. You know, we've got we've got some new players in there, and you know, half backs and things like that are big combinations. That these spiny side, you've got to get right, haven't you? Um, I don't think it helped losing Matt Flanagan. I'm not saying that's an excuse. We said that Friday night. I don't think that helped with losing him at five o'clock, a couple of hours before the kickoff. I think we've got Chris Bryan in there to come back as well. He's itching to get back in the side. So those are two two guys that are going to make a difference. But I think we just need to get this halfback combination sorted. Now we've got three guys there, and the sooner we can get that six and seven right, I think that'll stand us in good stead. Yeah. So let's have a quick look at the stats. So top tacklers. Uh, Tyrone McCarthy with 37, Paul. Uh, Lamatazzi with 28, Josh Wood with 28. Uh, you know, big performances by them. Certainly, yeah. I think Tyrone McCarthy deserves some praise. He's he's not the biggest of forwards in the world. You know, when you see him in the flesh, he's um, he's quite a slight guy, really. But you know, for, he really puts it in. I've noticed that in the, the two friendly games and the back end of last season as well. He's a really tireless worker. I thought he works his socks off on Friday night and he's probably up there with, uh, with my choice for another match so yeah Ty- I thought Tyron was great going forward and, and he really put some, some really good defensive work in as well yeah also uh, Jack Littlejohn with 34 and um, Wellaraki with 32 uh, so the forwards may, you know, made some you know, big tackles there and going to take a lot of energy out of your tank in it making that many Ooh, we said that yeah we've said that a few times now tonight I think that's been the, been the word and it was the word for me and Watson that the middles and the forwards they did well they worked really really hard um, they made the metres they put the tackles in like we said before it was out wide where Wigan were too good for us that's where all the tries came from you know the couple of kicks through that Morgan Escaray destroyed us really didn't they and they just seemed a hell of a lot sharper than what we were so you know forward wise I think the pack's the pack's not bad at all yeah uh, big metre makers as well uh, Josh Jones with 70 uh, Rob Lewis with 110 um, Tyrone McCarthy with 60 Um Junior Howard, 85. You know, obviously, Wigan, you know, we're strong defensively, so we weren't making big meters, were we? No, no. I think you've got to give some credit to Junior Sauer. I thought Junior Sauer had a good game on, on Friday night. There was, there was a couple of tackles. One of the first half, Wigan actually scored, for, I think, for the next set of six. But that, that tackle he did there, putting the Wigan man into touch, I think it was Liam Marshall, the winger, did one in the second half as well. His defence has improved a lot, Junior Sauer. Um, he, he, a couple of ball and all tackles there and he, he, was, he was good going forward as well but yeah I think Wigan restricted us really I, mean, I think you've got to give Wigan a bit of credit I thought Wigan played very well 
on, on Friday. Despite what Sean Wayne says, he, he sort of moans every time, but he's a perfectionist, obviously. He thought he felt his side could have done more, and, and that's great. I like that in a coach. I think they've got a lot of time for Sean Wayne. I think he, he talks a lot of sense. But yeah, Wigan were good. I thought they were good in that second half, and we, unfortunately, we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't match them. Well, I'm sure they've hopefully all sorts of learned from that, and you know, we won't play Wigan every week. We're no, no, you won't play Wigan every week. But the way the Super League's going now, there's no dummy teams in there, I don't think. Now, you, you know, going to Wakefield this, this week and a couple of years ago, you, you would have said, oh, we've got Wigan first game. We've got Wakefield away second game. That's a game we can win. But whereas now you look at Wakefield, the season they had last year, I, I think they finished fifth, didn't they, after the, uh, after the 20, after the 30 rounds. They finished fifth in the table. So they were really unlucky not to make the, you know, the, the grand final playoffs. So they're no mugs now, they've made some good signings as well. Some that Pauly Pauly's coming for them as we'll speak about Wakefield shortly in the preview. But they're going to be a really tough side. Same as the other teams, they've all strengthened, haven't they? Huddersfield, you know, these sides, Catalan as well, I know they had a bit of a defeat. A witness, everybody's mentioned a witness to get relegated and they've had a great win against Catalan, scoring 40 points. So are there going to be any easy games? I'm not too sure this time. I think every week you need to be switched on and you need to perform. Yeah, obviously lots of things to work on. Uh, so look, looking forward to the Wakefield game uh, big thanks for your three word match reports and man of the matches uh, Paul Foster right edge disaster his man of the match was uh, Junior Sal Colin Reynolds uh, right's weak side uh, his match was Junior Sal uh, Chairman Bob Tartlesson his man of the match was Junior Sal uh, Tracy must be better uh, his man of the match was Junior Sal obviously Junior Sal picking up the, uh, the man of the matches for yeah I had to change my mind from Tyrone McCarthy <laughs> <laughs> I was a toss up between Junior Sal, probably Nile levels and, and Tyrone McCarthy. But yeah, he, he couldn't fault Junior on on Friday night. He worked really hard going forward and his defence was excellent. He, he, he put a shift in really and there's, there's been the odd rumour, haven't there, about him going to, to Wigan and I thought he seemed to put that straight in on, on Friday night and play really well. Yeah, Tony Frame, work in progress. His man of the match was O'Brien. Uh, Colin Wilson, spirited but limited. Uh, his man of the match was Junior Sal. Um, Ricky P, far too slow, Junior South. Um, so, yeah, Junior South and uh, Gaz O'Brien, the two players mentioned in the three word match reports. It's uh, obviously Wigan had a good side and we weren't able to obviously get ahead of them. No, no, and it's uh, like you said before, we've got to learn things from that, learn from our mistakes. And you know, the intensity levels have got to go up now, haven't they? You know, you, you find that you're rusty in, the, in your pre season, aren't you? And you, some teams can go into the season being a bit rusty in that first game, but those intensity levels have got to go up now. We've got to move on from that. That, that game's gone now. We've got some tough games coming up, and you know, we, we need to take our A game to, to Wakefield because going there, I mean, it's not the happy hunting ground for us anyway. We've got a poor record at Wakefield. and you know, they're going to be looking at that thinking, you know, Salford are coming to town, this is a game we, we, we can win, so um, they'll be targeting us as, as much as we're targeting them, but yeah, we've got to be switched on on Friday night, otherwise we'll be, be in for another hiding up there. Yeah, yeah. So that was the review of the Wigan game, and now what we're going to do, we'll look at Paul's review of the amateur scene uh, this week in Paul's Amateur Report. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We can start off this week with the Challenge Cup. We had the results last week. The draw was made 
For the second round, these ties will be played on Saturday the 10th of February and the round two draw is as follows. Askham will play West Hull, Batley Boys will play the Royal Air Force, the British Army play London Chargers, Distington will play Lock Lane, Featherstone Lions entertain Thatto Heath Crusaders, Hunslet Club Parkside against Wathbrow Hornets, Kells against Oral St James, Millham against Bradford Dudley Hill, Alton Raiders against Shawcross Sharks, Pilkington Rex entertain the Thornhill Trojans, Rochdale Mayfield are at home to Normanton Knights and the University of Hull play the Might and Warriors Rugby Football League and the BBC will confirm this week which of these, these ties will be selected for live coverage on their website. We've got some results and fixtures from the X-Max Baila National Cup. These ties were played on Saturday the 3rd of February. In round 1 it was Hensingham 10, Westall 30, Queen 6, Haydock 18, Osset Trinity 6, Thatto Heath Crusaders 10. And there were some round 2 fixtures on Saturday as well. Glasson Rangers 12, Wigan St Cuspert 38, Oldham St Anne's against East Leeds was postponed. Oral St James 10, Thornhill Trojans 20 and Ovenden 36, Hunslet Club Parkside 18. On Saturday the 10th of February there's some round 2 fixtures. East Eastern Rhinos will play the Seaton Rangers, Thatto Heath will play West Bank, Queensbury against Haydock, Westall against Shaston Rovers and Oldham St Anne's are at home to East Leeds. Some results at weekend as well, these ties were played on Sunday, this was the X-Max Barla National Youth Cup. In the under-18s, round one, Waterhead 26, Westall 18. The under-16s, round one, it was Waterhead 28, Westall 14, so two good results there for our Oldham side, West Waterhead. And the fixtures for this weekend, Sunday the 11th of February, it's round two, Wolston Rovers play Oldham St Anne's, that's in the under-18s, X-Max, Barla National Youth Cup. Well, due to bad weather last week, there wasn't any student rugby league involving our local sides. There are all no results, but I've got the fixtures for this week's ties, Wednesday, and we'll start off with the Northern Conference Cup in Liverpool, John Pett, and there's one game in the College Rugby League, that's in the Knockout Cup, Runshaw at home to Hotwood Hall. While we're on Student Rugby League, England students' origin game between the North and South was at Loughborough on Saturday. The North beat the South by 34 points to 16. There was one of our local players, Connor McCallum of Manchester Met University. He was involved in that side, that North side that beat the South. So a great win for them and congratulations to everybody involved. Well, it was a great night at the AJ Bell Stadium earlier on, on Friday night. The Salford Red Devils Education Academy under-19s earned a fantastic victory over Wigan Warriors Education Academy. They won by 46 points to 16. Some great tries on, on show there, and they were rampant in their victory, the young Red Devils. Jack Radcliffe, Will Mills and Ori Animas, Sean. His name is quite a tough one to say that. They all scored doubles and alongside tries from Dan Goddard, Dan Wakefield and Tom Farr. Tom Farr was the star of the show in that, picking up the man. Fantastic performance from the guys. We are now into the quarterfinals of the AOC National Cup. So we, everybody on the podcast wishes the Young Devils all the best in the next round of the Cup. A fantastic win and it cheered me up on Friday night after the, the main result. Caddy's Ed Rhinos were also in action at the weekend as well. They led by 32 points to 16 late on in that game but against Littleborough. Littleborough scored two tries in 10 minutes to set up a grandstand finish and in the dying seconds they crashed over and converted their try to level the scores at 32 points apiece. So commiserations to Caddy's Ed Rhinos but I'm sure they're going to have a fantastic season when it all gets underway. 
And finally this week on our amateur report, a special mention to uh, Saddleworth Rangers under 13s. They beat uh, Wigan St Jude's by 22 points nil at the weekend. There was a debut there for young Ben Partington who was star of the show apparently having put in a, a fantastic uh, performance there. So well done to young Ben and well done to Saddleworth Rangers. We wish all our local sides when they get underway the very best for the new season. And that's all I've got for you this week. I shall catch you on Friday night at Wakefield. Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. Cheers for that, Paul. And now what we'll do, we'll look forward to the big game against Wakefield on Friday. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live Radio Contact. So, Salford Red Devils travel to Wakefield on Friday night, Paul. Obviously, defeat against Wigan last week. Ideal opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, it certainly is. It'd be, I think it'd be a big win to go there and win. I don't want to like trump Wakefield up too much, but I think that'd be, be an excellent win. They're a good home side, aren't they? And, They've improved the last few years under, under Chris Chester's uh, guidance. So we can go there and, and, and put a result on. I think that'll, that'll stand us in good stead. Then we've got Hull care the week after at home. So if we can go away from home and win at Wakefield, I think that'll give the players a lot of confidence and it'll be a, be a big win. Yeah, obviously after a week of working hard and you know getting themselves organised ready for the Wakefield game, do you reckon Ian Watson will kind of throw a bit of a mix into the, the starting lineup, or do you reckon he'll go with what he's got before? Um, we've not got a massive squad, Rob, have we? So I don't think there'll be too many changes. Um, Gavin Bennion's gone to, to Swinton. We forgot to mention that in the news earlier on, didn't we? He's, he's gone to Swinton. We've got Levy and Zong who's gone to, to Whitehaven. So we've got we've not got a massive squad over there. I think we've got like 25 players. So I would say it'd probably be the 19 man squad would probably be pretty similar to what we had last week. It, like we said before, the half backs, I think you could see some changes there. Um, especially on the, the the three quarter line, you've got Darrell Alfred waiting to come in. So there's a couple of players that, that, that could be swapped on there who didn't have the best games against Wigan on Friday. So I, I don't think it'll be the, the exact same starting 17 that started against Wigan. I think there'll be one or two changes in there. What those changes would be, I'm not quite sure. But like I said, it could be half back and could be some of the, the three quarter lineup as well. Yeah, obviously, with Alfred, you're waiting on the wings, uh, Paul. Do you think it's the kind of game we can we can throw him in on? Obviously, Wakefield a bit of a fortress, isn't it? Their ground for us. Yeah, well, he's in the squad though, Rob. If you, at the end of the day, if you've got guys in the squad, you, you you're hoping they're going to be good enough, aren't they? Otherwise, you want to give them a squad number and you want to sign them. So, you know, players you never find out how good a player is until you you test him and, and play him. And I didn't think he did a lot wrong in the friendlies. I think what I thought Warrington peppered Darrell in, in that friendly there, and, and he came up with with most of the answers. He, he got to find it tough. Playing Super League, he's come up from um, from League One, but you know the guy. The guy's got ambitions, and you, sometimes you've got to give you've got to give guys a chance. Otherwise, you're never going to know, are you? And you know, we was pretty poor in that department in the wing department against against Wigan. So sometimes you've got to make changes. You've got to drop players, haven't you, and freshen things up. That's what a squad's all about. If you don't, players just settle on the laurels, don't they, and, and, and just relax. So I think the, the competition for places, and if you can change things around. Especially with us, we've not got sort of an academy to dip into, a reserves to dip into. You look like to Wigan, they have, they can freshen things up every week, can't they? And if you've got to play well for your shirt or, you know, someone will be waiting there to take it. And we've probably not got that 
that luxury in, in our in our side as much as other teams have. But we have got guys there waiting waiting to come in and, and do the business. So, you know, you've got Jake Bibby there as well. He played on the wing. Would we see? I mean, I prefer Jake in the centres. I must admit, I prefer him to play as a centre. But you know, Ian Watson obviously played him on the wing against Wigan. So there's there's definitely uh, places for changes there. And, and what's your thoughts, Rob? Do you think he'd, he'd well, stay the same, or do you think he'd make changes? I, I think I think obviously Ian Watson talks about kind of front loading Dunny and and games like this Wakefield game on Friday night, Paul, will go a long way to go where our season will go. Hopefully, you know the boys will have got the Wigan game out of the system. Um, for me, there has to be a few changes. I think the halfbacks. I think Little John will probably, hopefully, come back into the, the halfback role because that's what he, you know, come over to play as a as a as a six. He said that to us earlier in the season, didn't he, Paul? So, you know, you hopefully he'll get a shot, uh, you know, in that position. And you know, good luck to him. Hopefully, he'll, he'll turn on some fantastic performances and, and lead us into glory this this season. Um, I think your hooking department as well. Obviously, uh, Logan Tonkins is out injured uh, last week. Uh, we only had Josh Wood as our kind of like our recognised hooker. Does Tomkins come back in? Hopefully, if, if he's if he's fit. Uh, so you have two uh, sort of recognised hookers, uh, sort of rolling on, rolling off. Might be a bit better around the ruck. Um, that might be something to look forward to as well. Uh, also, it's like you said, the the uh, the backs were a bit dominated by Wigan. Um, I'm sure Ian Watson will be looking that and thinking, you know, do I bring Alfords in uh, to do a job? And I'm sure that you know the boys are going to be well up for it. Uh, and I'm excited. But you know, it's only you know one game into the season, and this Wakefield game for me has come at the right time. Yeah, certainly. I think going back to that point about uh, Jack Littlejohn, if you are to bring Logan Tompkins back in, do you have Logan Tompkins and Jack Littlejohn on the bench? Jack Littlejohn was on the bench against Wigan, so can you afford to carry two players like that on the on the bench? I'm not sure whether you can. So. That, for me, would say Jack Littlejohn starts. And if Jack Littlejohn starts, who does he start with? Gareth O'Brien or Robert Louis? And the the one of those that doesn't start, where do they go? Does Robert Louis go on the bench? Do you move Gareth O'Brien to full-back? Do you put Nile Levels on the wing? There's all sorts of different conundrums. I mean, I like Nile Levels as a full-back. I think he's his best position is full-back. But I noticed on Friday night when Nile moved to the wing and Gareth O'Brien played at full-back, we seemed to look dangerous. Um, Gareth O'Brien linking in the line as he did last season he showed signs for me there that he can he can do a job there so but I, if, me being a purist I like to see players in the right position I think Nile Levels is, is our best full back to a certain extent and then I'll be, and then there's some parts of Gareth's game that's, that's, that's better than Nile so it's, it's a tough one it's a really tough one for, for Ian Watson that who he, who he picks there and no, it's, it's going to be interesting to see that team sheet when it comes out because Ian's in charge and he'll make the decision. I'm sure he'll make the right one. Mm, yeah, for me, I go I go O'Brien at full-back, Evels on the wing and uh, Olfert's on the other wing. I've got a feeling. That's, that's what I'd go for anyway. Who would you send as be Willem and Sal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be my, my pick. But obviously that's why. Not Josh Jones for the centre? No, I think, to be honest, I like Jones in that second row because obviously he's a bit it's a bit he's strong and he's fast, and and he's you know he punches you know holes in that kind of middle middle area. So I'm thinking to myself, I think Jones is a better second row than he is centre for me. Mm. But I think I think with Josh Jones, I'm I'm one of the the ones that think he'd be more effective at centre. Uh, but I think the way he's the way he's gone with his development, he's put a lot of muscle on, and he's he's a bigger player than he was when he played mm. for St. Helens, in my opinion. And it's like as if he's gone 
down that road that he wants to be in the forwards. Um, if me, I wouldn't mind seeing him lose that, drop a bit of that weight off, and, and get that sharpness back and be a centre because I think he'd be a real explosive centre. But perhaps Ian Watson doesn't see him that way and he, he sees him more as more as a forward. But yeah, I think we've got to be careful with, with second rows because we're a bit short. If you look at the, the pack, we've got a lot of prop forwards where second rows are a bit short in that department. You've got Tyrone McCarthy who play there. You've, you've got uh, Josh Jones and Wella Haraki. And, and really then after that, Mark Flanagan, but I prefer Flanagan at loose forward. So Josh Jones probably has to play in the in that side of the pack, really. Yeah. Obviously, it's all about rotating as well, Paul. You don't want mm-hmm. you know people getting tired, obviously. It's only the second game of the season, but sort of 10 games down the line. You know, people are going to start picking up knocks, aren't they? And it's, it's kind of all yeah. about rotating in it, end of the day. Um, where, 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 where do you sit with the substitute bench? How would you go with that? Where, whereas a lot of people now say in the Super League have four forwards on the bench. I mean, if you have four forwards on the bench or three forwards on a hooker, that's how most teams tend to go now. But So if we carry Logan Tompkins on the bench next week, that leaves you then with, you've got O'Brien at full-back, so you've got to play Robert Louis and... Jack Little John is your halves then? I'm going to go Little John, Louis as my halfback. Yeah. And then on the bench, I'd go Lamatazzi, Poppy, mm-hmm. uh, Wood, and another. Right. So who that would be? You'd probably have Luke Burgess on there, wouldn't you? Or would you start Luke Burgess? Well, Bingo would then go in three props, aren't you, Bingo? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Bingo, about with the rotation, who, who could you move from your front row into your back row? Really? Yeah, it's a good point, though. Good point. Maybe Lee Mossett, maybe. Mossett, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why we're... That's why George, we're Griffin's, George Griffin's played in both positions as well. George yeah. has played second row... Um, and prop as well, but aren't you glad you're not the coach? Yes. <laughs> because there's some <laughs> difficult decisions to make there. Yeah. For Friday night trip to Wakefield. Yeah. Definitely. Right, that's what Ian Watson, that's his job in it, to, to find the best combinations, Paul. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting for me. It's going to be interesting, you know, who he comes up with uh, from the starting 17 against Wakefield on Friday Certainly. night. Certainly. And as we've said about Wakefield, I just looked at their squad and it's a decent side. You know, they've got a good fullback in Scott Gritz. The backs are good. Jules Bishop, Reese Lynn. Uh, Bill Tupu and, and Tom Johnson playing against Hulkar. Halfbacks were pretty settled from last season. Jacob Miller and Liam Finn. They brought in um, Justin Horrow from, from from Catalan Dragons, who decent forward, really experienced forward in the NRL. Paulie Paulie as well as an exciting guy. Uh, Ryan Hampshire as well has, has gone to Wakefield. He's played for Wigan and, and Castleford. He's, he's an exciting player, a utility back. He can play all over the show, can't they? They have got some some talented players in that side. Um, Keegan Hurst Danny Kermond as well who, who sort of seemed to have drifted off the radar a bit Kermond the last few years but they have got a good side Matty Ashurst as well who always seems to play well against us so they have really you know looking at their squad that's a, that's a strong squad yeah danger men for me to Powell Keegan Hurst and Finn there's your, there's your three for me yeah, I don't think Liam Finn's the quickest in the world. He's about 33, 34 now, but he's very quick between the years. He's got a very good rugby brain. His kicking game's usually spot on. And he's got Jacob Miller there. Jacob Miller's the legs of their half-back partnership and, and Liam Finn's the brains really behind it. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, a really, really tough game. There, We've said that loads tonight on the on the pod, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really hard game. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game then, Paul. Oh, where's my League Express? Oh, I've, I've wrote it down, so I've just done my predictions, actually. I've gone for Wakefield 24, 
Salford 28. 24-28, red. I'm going to go Wakefield 10, Salford 36. Another, another ridiculous prediction. <laughs> a bit like your Wigan one last week. What was that? Thirty points to six. Yeah, it was. It was. I was. The, the tea leaves just weren't weren't really gelling for me. But I'm feeling feeling more confident about this one. Well, it's like your bingo machine. That one. <laughs> right, random one, wasn't it? <laughs> you bring that back out of retirement if I don't get uh, anywhere near. You never know, though. Yeah, it's it's one of them. It's it's a strange league sometimes, isn't it? It just depends. Rugby league can be a funny game, can't it? Like that, you go somewhere and you get on that roll and turn aside over I mean yeah, I think this season's going to be looking at the, the, the results just gone there I didn't expect Witness to to, to beat to beat Catalan Dragons really and I was very surprised with that but when you look at the sides now I think on on, the, on any given day especially at home teams can beat each other can't they there's some good good players in the league and I mean say Witness played I don't know Lee Rhinos for instance you, you wouldn't necessarily say oh yeah Leeds are going to stuff them because that's not how it works now Super League it's a tough league isn't it you know sides will be switched on every week so I think Hulk Carl is the side that may struggle but who knows who knows I think it's going to be a really exciting and interesting season I suppose with Hulk Carl we've got Tim Sheens there aren't they? You, know, you know working everyone you know training everyone hard it's, he's going to you know, get him a couple of points I reckon this season yeah well I think you've got to give Wakefield a bit of credit because they went there on, on that first night there you know obviously they've just got promoted Hulkar. they've got an 8,000 crowd there which is fantastic and they're going to be a tough nut to crack aren't they Wakefield went there and beat them 28 points to 6 a really professional performance I think reading back at the game Hulkar had a couple of tries disallowed but three tries disallowed I think for being held short obstruction so they, they created some chances and I think Tim Sheen said in, in his interview after the game I read the headline and I think some people on social media and Twitter were laughing about it. He said, we've not been beaten tonight. But I think what he was alluding to is we've not been beaten up. I think that's what the, the, sort of, the gist I got to it was. He, he, he thought his side had played quite well and, and just come off a bit short. Well, I thought it was a good performance from, from Wakefield to go there and, and beat a newly promoted side. Like, it's a newly promoted side, don't forget, they're always full of enthusiasm, aren't they? And to go there and sort of nullify him in front of a big crowd, I think that's, that's hats off to how far how far Wakefield have come you know they've made a lot of progress last season and looks like they're kicking on again this season yeah hopefully we'll go to Wakefield this uh, Friday and notify them as well Paul let's hope so there's no reason why we can't Rob we've been to, to grounds like that before and, and done the business and if we want to aim for that top 8 top 6 or wherever we want to aim you've got to go in and, and knock these sides off and, and pick the points up yeah so that's the end of this week's Devil May Detail podcast been a great show Paul yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to going to Wakefield on, on Friday night. And judging by the weather forecast, don't just go in yourself for sure on uh, Friday night. I think it's going to be freezing up there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> get, put some thermals on if you go in there because it's cold. Yeah, it's going to be cold in Wakefield, but hopefully atmosphere will be really hot and uh, come up. Salford will come away with a with a victory. So we'll get a few Bob Rills down us. Yeah, Bob Rills to keep us going. <laughs> So big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening. Just before we go, the friends at the AJ Bell Stadium having a meeting at the AJ Bell Stadium on the 12th of February. It's a great uh, group, uh, kind of focused on soul fans and sale fans and the local community all kind of working together to make the stadium an even better place to watch rugby. Uh, so it's well worth going down if you can on the 12th at 6pm start on the fans bar at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, lots of things they're going to be talking about like uh, transport links match day events uh, catering in the stadium so you can get yourselves down there 
uh, and happy say it will be great uh, for the club and everyone involved so thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast and we'll see you next week